have a seat, everybody. So we are uh, continuing our uh, short series called Why We Sing. And every once in a while, I think it's important for us to actually think about what it is that we do. And there's so many important elements of worship, but singing is one that I think we probably haven't thought about enough. Sometimes I think in Churches of Christ, we can think of it as, as filler. It's just like, you know, you got your three songs and then you do the important stuff. And I think that is exactly the wrong mentality. We need to understand that what we do together as we sing is extremely powerful. We talked last week about how it's partly submission to a collective tempo, that we get to, to come together and in, in a real way realize that um, what we're experiencing is powerful because we get to submit together to each other's voices. And we also get a chance to recognize that this isn't the way things are always going to be. I love the song of Mary, the Magnificat, where she sings that God is going to bring rulers down from their thrones. It's subversive. I said last week, it's a little rage against the machine kind of. It's saying things aren't going to be like this forever. So we get to do that every single week, and it's such a blessing to do that. We sing not just for those reasons, some of the reasons that we're going to talk about today, but uh, we also sing because Scripture talks about us singing. Psalm 92 says this this way, um, It's good for us to give thanks to the Lord, to sing praises to the Most High. It's good to proclaim your unfailing love in the morning, your faithfulness in the evening, accompanied by a ten-string instrument, a harp, and the melody of a lyre. You thrill me, Lord, with all you've done for me. I sing for joy because of what you have done. Ephesians says this, Ephesians chapter 5, Instead, be filled with the Holy Spirit, singing psalms and hymns and spiritual songs among yourselves and making music to the Lord in your hearts. Give thanks for everything to God the Father in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. Throughout Scripture, it's telling us, sing, bring things together, come together. As you gather, sing hymns of praise to God. But I think that's increasingly difficult in our world today. And partly that's because there are so many different types of music. And what is your favorite kind of music? Is it jazz, hip-hop, country, classic rock? And what is it? Think for a minute, seriously, think for a minute about what that is. And in three, two, one, I want you to say it out loud, all right? So three, two, one, go. All right, we have a lot of, we have a lot of different kinds um, in here. Uh, we have a lot of different things that you, Monday through Saturday, listen to, and then we somehow have to come together and all sing the same songs. You see how that would be a bit of a challenge. It's difficult to find a good way to come together, and today I'm just going to preach a sermon, and, and by the end of it, we're all going to agree on the same type of music. And uh, we're going to talk about how musical, music is a rational experience that you think in your head. And I'm going to tell you the right type of music to like, and we're all going to agree. Some of you are thinking, wow, he's really good. No, that, that is not going to happen. That's a laughable thing. But yet, somehow, all of us are supposed to come together and worship. For me, one of my favorite types of music actually would probably surprise you. I really enjoy hip-hop. When I was uh, in, I know, you're like, no way. But seriously, when I was a, a high school baseball player, the older guys on our team, um, they, were, uh, they were into the hip-hop. And so we would listen to uh, Tito's Top 5 at 4 on, on, on Power 106. And uh, that was how I kind of got into that culture. And actually, it got me into a bit of trouble at one point because— um, 
we were doing when we had a, a wedding shower at the church. We did a little newlywed thing, and Mandy was in here, and I was like out of the room, and they asked her, what's Brian's favorite artist? And she said Eminem. And at that point, the church was much smaller and much older. I just thought I had to look for a new job. But you guys were all, all gracious um, with me after that. I was like, uh, thanks, Mandy, for doing that. You could have said casting crowns or something. I like the Christian bands, too. It's not just him. So we somehow have to come together and worship, even though we like different types and different styles of music. And as we come together during our Sunday gatherings, I think there are two groups of people. There's the group of people that likes to sing. And maybe for you, you had positive experiences singing at camp, or you have always just had been the kind of person that sings, and that's awesome. And to those of you who do that, as we said last week to those of us who lead us in worship, we are so thankful for you, and we desperately need you here. And we need you to keep singing. We need you to keep having the joy that's in your heart. Don't be ashamed. Go for it, because we need your passion and your voice. Because even today, there are people who just barely made it here. And for those people, you are their voice. You may be able to get here but can't sing. And for those of you, you who are the energetic ones, those of you who really love to worship, I happen to be one of those, we are voices sometimes for people who can't sing. And then there's another group of people who just doesn't like to sing. Maybe you never grew up singing and you think it's a little bit weird and you sing only happy birthday or at a baseball game and you think it's a bit odd to get together and worship. Now, those of you who feel that way, I hope that at some point you'll try to sing the words with us. But even if all you do is show up and you don't sing the words, that's okay. I don't want to make you feel ashamed about that. But if you are in that camp and you feel like you just don't have a lot to contribute during our song service, what I would like you to think of it as is like a conversation. Like, let's say that you have something that you're really nerdy about, that you just love, whether it's like some weird thing and you just love getting together and talking about movies or with a group of people. You have like the people that you just nerd out with. And you're sitting with that group one night and you've been, you know, talking for hours about whatever you're down these weird wormholes about Lord of the Rings or whatever it is that you're talking about. And you realize maybe after 45 minutes that you haven't said anything in this conversation but yet you're totally in it, and you're totally there. And you might not be actually verbally saying something for the last little bit, but with your expressions, with the way that you're in it. So if you're somebody who just doesn't like to sing, that's okay. I don't want to make you feel bad about that, but I hope that you would envision it perhaps like that, that you gather here, and we need your energy too, and that it would be like a conversation, that you would lean in and find a way to participate Because what singing, I think, is about is it isn't just the singing itself and the words that we say, though those are very important. It's about the shared experience. And so I hope you can find a way to be part of that. So there's those who like it and those who maybe don't like to sing. Then there's the people who can't sing, and they're actually on both sides of the aisle, which is a little dangerous um, because some people just go for it a little too hard sometimes. But please, please keep doing it. Bring your passion. And as we gather, as we spend time in worship, what happens during that experience is we get to sing. And I'm so thankful for this. We're blessed to sing from a really broad range of songs. And we'll sing songs that were written two years ago. We'll sing songs that were written 300 years ago. 
We'll sing words that were written 3,500 years ago, like in the Psalms. Some of the Psalms that we, we, we put melody to, we connect with generations of music. And that's a really cool thing. And something that I know I always want to have as part of our church because we can get a chance to sing across the spectrum and we tap into the Christian experience from across the ages. Does, ever, does anybody feel like me from time to time that you just want to get out of 2018? And the government is currently shut down, right? I mean, like, and it's not just getting out of 2018. It's getting out of 2017, too. There's just times that you want to say, okay, I want to escape the immediacy of the moment. And one of the ways that I think we do that is when we gather to sing. I was doing some reading on this, and I'm going to have Philip and Gabrielle come up right now because they're going to help me with, with something here. Um, what they're going to help me with, I was doing some reading and trying to sort through some stuff that really I was on thin ice with my musical understanding, so I turned it over to somebody, Philip, who uh, is going to help with that. Uh, because one thing that you'll notice as he's going to teach us here in a minute is that basically all the songs on the radio are very, very similar. Like, and he's going to help us understand that a little bit deeper, but why that is and why it might be important to have a different perspective from time to time. So go ahead and take it away, my friend. Okay. Uh, how many of you remember your music theory lessons from grade school? Um, I see Chen. And, okay. All right, so Chen. Great. Um, well, we're going to do a little music theory lesson right now. I'm going to move very fast. So uh, I recommend that you don't take notes because if you stop to take notes, you're going to miss it. Um, but first, some disclaimers. The, uh, the chords and the patterns that I'm going to be showing you today are based, are universal. The music is universal, but the uh, research that we've done is strictly on pop music. So keep that in mind. All right, let's see here. Common scales. Major heptatonic and minor heptatonic. Hept meaning seven, tonic meaning tone, seven notes per scale. Let's show you what that sounds like. Major C scale, minor C scale. All right. There's actually a diminished note in there, I missed it. I bet Kathy's listening. Okay. Uh, that's very common scale. It's in a lot of songs. Not so common scales. We're not going to talk about that. <laughs> Another common scale is the major pentatonic scale. It only has five notes. It sounds like this. I'm taking my notes back. Now, a lot of the music that you hear today is based just on that, those five notes only. If you only use five notes, your melodic possibilities are limited to five to the fifth power, which is 3,125 possible starting songs, starting combinations of songs in the whole world, if you don't count other uh, key signatures. If you use all seven notes, it jumps up to 823,543. It's a pretty big difference right there. Okay, so the C major heptatonic scale, like we discussed, has seven notes in the scale. The first note, a chord built on the first note, is the one. The second one is the two, three, four, five, six, and seven. They're denoted with Roman numerals. They're capitalized for major chords, and they're 
they're lowercase for minor chords, and then you see the little degree sign, which means diminished. So a major chord has a minor chord has a lowered third, and a diminished chord has a lowered third and a lowered fifth. So if I were to play a seven of the C, it would sound like this. It's very weird. That should sound like this. But in C, it sounds like that. Okay. Let's go back. It's a spoiler. Okay. The most popular, oh boy. The most popular chord progression is one, five, six, four. Major one, major five, minor six, major four. This is in so many songs, it's unbelievable. In a study of 1,300 songs, it was in 457 of them. That's too many songs. <laughs> it's, it's, it's too many. That's only 1,300, and that's just pop songs. So, uh, I'd like to play some of those songs for you right now. So I'd like to invite my beautiful wife up to help me out. Got that? No. Okay. One. Uh, let's advance one here. All right. So here are the chords we're going to play. One. Five. Minor six. Major four. Sound like any songs? <laughs> you know? Anything? Hey, soul sister, ain't that Mr. Mr. on the radio? Stereo, the way you move ain't fair, you know. Hey, soul sister, I don't want to miss a single thing you do tonight. Hey, soul sister, ain't that Mr. Mr. on the radio? Stereo, the way you move ain't fair, you know. Sister, I'm your biggest fan. I'll follow you until you love me. Baby, there's no other superstar. You know that I'll be your papa. Sometimes it lasts in love, but sometimes it hurts. I won't stop until that boy is mine. It's your love. It just does something to me. Sends a shocker right through me. I can't get enough. And I said, "What about breakfast at Tiffany's?" And she said, "I think I remember the film." As I recall, I think we both kind of liked it And I said, well, that's the one thing we've got And I said, what about breakfast at Tiffany's? And she said, I think I remember the film 
as I recall, I, I think we both kind of liked it. What and I said, well, that's the one thing we've got. Let the storm rage on. The cold never bothered me anyway. It's too many songs, right? It's too many. Okay. Um, I'm going to show you a couple of songs here. Let's see. Here's some more songs. Uh, Avril Lavigne loves this. Four chord songs, aptly named. There's uh, some more. I mean, uh, Call Me Maybe. Here's a couple of more. <laughs> Green Day, also four of them down there at the bottom. Incredible. Here's some more. Um, it gets worse. It gets worse, and it keeps going, and it keeps going, and it keeps going. Because this is all they do. They write songs like this. Okay. So, Brian asked me uh, if I would play for you a song that does not follow this chord pattern. Uh, and... The first slide will have the chords, and the second slide will have the Roman numerals, so you can follow along with your newly found knowledge. Awesome. Awesome. Well, thank you to Philip. That was fantastic. This is, this is why it's great to have talented friends, because I was like, hey, do you understand what I'm talking about? He like, just t took it and, and ran with it. And what, what I wanted to illustrate uh, with that is that um, there are just certain patterns of songs that if you're listening to the radio, and again, it goes across like, many different kinds of music, the type of music that we all listen to, but it's all very much the same. 
And sometimes, like I said, we want to get out of 2018, right? We want something that's a little bit different. So that song that he played, People Estimate, was written about 1300. So it has a totally different chord progression. And if you were listening on the radio, if you were listening to Achy Breaky Heart, and then that came on next, you might change the channel because it's it's so different. It would be so abrupt. One thing that I, I like about that style of music, and one thing that is sometimes, I think, difficult about the music that we usually listen to, is it has the, the same sort of progression. It starts with the root note, then the fourth note, then the fifth chord, and then it ends by resolving again on the root. So the songs that we listen to, usually there's this tension that goes throughout the song, but then by the end, it's just resolved. Sometimes I think we can start to think that life is like that, that it should just be resolved really quickly, that things are going to be done, that you have this heartache for just five minutes, but then it's going to be over. And we wonder sometimes why we can't wait for the hot pocket to cool down. It's because, like, we just have this going around all the time that just this thing is supposed to happen, and then it resolves. But that song, Bless the Lord My Soul, that one, it just, like, keeps going, right? Like, it's this journey that we're on. We're going to sing it at the end of, of my sermon just in a moment, but I hope you remember the words. It's a song that actually has been really stuck in my head ever since I started listening to it. It's just I find myself singing it from time to time because it's just so different. And I think we desperately need that because our world just keeps coming at us, and it's just at a faster and faster pace. And if you're checking out at the grocery store, you see whatever the hot news is on the different tabloids that are there. And this week it's Kim and Kanye. And next week it's going to be somebody else. And it just keeps coming at you all the time. And sometimes we just need to tap out of that life, right? And to tap into something a little bit deeper. Songs that Christians have been singing for maybe hundreds or a thousand years. And do you have a heartache? Do you have loss? Do you have stress? Sometimes we need space to come together and remember that the world doesn't revolve around us and there's profound psychological power in what happens when we sing together. For thousands of years, Christians have come together and and sang to remind themselves that even as difficult as their life may be, the persecution that they may be facing, the hard thing that you might be experiencing today, worship has carried people through for generations. And oftentimes, I think when we think of worship, we think of like, oh, I like that song, or I like that style of music, or that. We think about it in terms of preferences. And the less we can talk about that, I think, the better. Because we collectively need to think through this. And the more people say, well, I like this song or I like that, that's just going to cause me to pull my hair out because that's not what this is about. And there's a PSA here about my hair. Like, I don't have much more to lose. <laughs> I, it, is a, it is a struggle. It is a struggle. So just don't make me pull more hair out by saying that. You can take that down. It's all good. And Sean does the best work he can do on me to to keep it going. Simon's just going to leave that up there forever, I think. So just listen to me and and stop stop looking at it if you can. I talked last week about how they have... I I knew you were going to do that, Simon. I knew you were going to do that. Um, I I talked last week about how in studies of preliterate people groups, um, tribes that haven't been affected by any other cultures, they found that these groups of people often get together and sing sometimes for hours. 
And almost in every group that they study, there's some period of singing, like there's this primal thing in us that has this need to sing. And one of the groups that they studied was especially fascinating. They would go on, on these journeys, and as they would leave on these journeys, they would sing. And as sociologists continued to study them and figure out exactly what was going on, the songs were maps. So they would sing, and they had the rhythm down, and they had the right cadence and the beat. So like they would sing, and they'd get to a certain part, and it'd be like, all right, left turn here. Or they'd get to the end of this part, and it's like, all right, it's time to journey back home because it's going to get dark soon. So the songs literally were maps. And I think the same is true for the songs that we sing, especially some of those that are hundreds of years old. They're maps for us. For us to remember that people have leaned on to the everlasting arms of God forever. You might feel like you're the first person ever to be afraid of being alone, or you're the first person ever to deal with stress, but people have been coming together for years. We sing together to think and imagine a bigger world, a world that one day won't have all of this stuff in it. Sometimes as we sing and as we tap into different periods and different types of songs, I think we begin to to look, put our eyes in the right place. One of my favorite movies is the Shawshank Redemption. And it's a movie that has a lot of great themes and ideas. And in the scene that we're going to watch here in just a minute, one of the prisoners um, locks a guard in the bathroom and he starts to play this song. And those who he plays it for, you can just see as they start to, to look up as they hear this music. So go ahead and play that for me, Simon.
have no idea to this day what those two Italian ladies were singing about. Truth is, I don't want to know. Some things are best left unsaid. I like to think they were singing about something so beautiful it can't be expressed in words and makes your heart ache because of it. I tell you, those voices soared higher and farther than anybody in a great place dares to dream. It was like some beautiful bird flapped into our drab little cage and made those walls dissolve away. And for the briefest of moments, every last man at Shawshank felt free. So I love what Morgan Freeman says there. And I'm not going to attempt the Morgan Freeman voice, but I love how uh, he says that it's like a bird flew into our drab little cage. That's sometimes, I believe, how life can feel. It can feel like we're struggling, like it's difficult for us, like it's hard to take one more step. But one thing that we do when we gather to worship is we put our eyes toward heaven We remind ourselves of the hope that we have. For a brief moment, we turn our troubles and our issues over to God. And we remember that generations of people have done this before us. The songs they've left us are like maps. And sometimes the metaphorical language that we use about God or the things that we say as we sing allow our hearts to go to a place that literal language can't ever get us to. I hope as we continue to have singing as part of our worship, because it always will be, and it's something that's very important, I hope that you'll never think of it as just something that we do to to fill some time until something more important happens, because as we sing, it's so profound and significant what happens. We make claims about God, the things that we say to God, the things that we say to each other should cause us to lean forward. And just as that scene in that movie, that it should also cause us to look up. To remember that we aren't the first people to go through the difficulties that you might be facing. And that we have maps that help to guide us to where we need to be. I wanted to close by just singing that song. As I said, we'll sing it a few times together. And instead of standing, as is our usual tradition, just close your eyes here for a minute. And we'll sing this through a few times. Bless the Lord, my soul, and bless God's holy name. Bless the Lord, my soul, Bless the Lord, my soul, and bless God's holy name. Bless the Lord, my soul, who leads me into life. Bless the Lord, my soul. And bless God's holy name. 
bless the Lord my soul, who leads me into life. Bless the Lord my soul, and bless God's holy name. Bless the Lord my soul, who Let's pray together. God, we come to you in need of refuge, in need of sometimes escaping the pressing needs that are around us and recognizing that for generations people have relied on you. Thank you for the maps that have been left for us through the beautiful songs that we sing. Thank you for the ways that that you have blessed us with the ability to sing so that we can press into deeper realities. May we always continue to allow singing to be a big part of our lives and our hearts. Father, I think of uh, some in our congregation who are in deep need right now. I pray for Justin and Jamie Smith as they continue to mourn uh, the loss of their baby. We pray for our sister Miriam who continues to struggle with issues of bleeding. We pray for her and we're thankful that she's with us today. God, we pray for Rochelle Bugs, who uh, is in the hospital, and we pray just with her. I know Thelma's with her right now. Just be, be with her in that. We pray for Jeff Anderson, Jeremy's father, as he has had his cancer return. He's back in the hospital. We're thankful that Jeremy is there with him. And I pray that you're with the doctors and those who are caring for Jeff and be with the entire Anderson family. God, there are other needs that I don't even know about that are in this room. And I pray that our hearts would would truly be lifted to you. As we walk out of here, we walk back into our problems and our issues, but we turn those things over to you for now. We pray that we would find the strength to leave those there. You have been our refuge and our strength from generation to generation. Father, thank you singing. Thank you for putting songs on our hearts and putting creative people around us who can help us to understand the depths of your love through song. Father, be with us as we strive to be your people and as we look together week after week toward heaven as we sing. In your son's name I pray. Amen. We're going to close now with a, a couple songs as a fitting way to end uh, today. So our worship team is going to come up and Philip will lead us in a couple more songs.